I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Welcome to a Weirder Together mini boner bonus episode. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an unfortunate joke that lingers. Um, and we're committed to it. We're going to, mm-hmm. are you still finding it funny? Um, that time, no, but the first two times I liked it. Hopefully it'll come around again. Uh We are very excited to have a special guest joining us for this mini episode, someone we wanted to check in with, who was one of the first, one of the first weirdos to climb aboard SS Weirder Together as a podcast network. Um, the incredible multidisciplinary artist, Brock Enright, who's been releasing, we're now up to episode 10 of his podcast series, Vague Data. And we just thought, let's take a minute to check in with Brock and talk about it. How you doing, dude? I'm good. Today, I broke my glasses, so uh, where where are down. where are you? I'm in the country. I'm up in uh, Beacon Fishkill area. Nice. I wanted to start by for people who don't know what your podcast series Vague Data is. How are you describing it to people that are uninitiated? If at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, no one talks to me about it. Right. So you. Yes. So we're doing a great job, Wait, really, I, promoting and distributing. Do, it. Uh, do you plan no. ahead this storyline? That's one that's jumping ahead. In a, yeah. Yeah. I, there's an ending. So I have the ending and I have it, it's like a narrative web that I created where based off of my life, how I live it now can change the direction of the story. Mm-hmm. So, um, as Din, he's been living uh, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. So what happens is his body's falling apart. Mm-hmm. And what's left, he wants to upload. So he uploads them. So what we're hearing is Din from the future. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I release a podcast, it was made in the future. Mm-hmm. So it's that's kind of. Did you know it would be so sexy, or you just just no? That's oh, just part of you, or did you I'm, not? Are you unaware? Or I'm you unaware. Know? Yeah. This yeah. is what I, 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 I find it. Sexy, well, it's yeah. romantic. It is romantic. Yeah. Well, it's because it exists sort of in the dream world in a way yeah. where a lot of your yeah. work does, right? And I relate because my body's falling apart, <laughs> so I like to, you know, understand it in a, you know, story way. So, so how is working in, having been working in this podcast now, how is that a different, how are you finding the medium as opposed to, you know, working in film and sculpture and paint, like all the things you've done before? Uh, I love it. I'm, I, a a bell rang when I I made them one summer. I think it was when, yeah. And I was by myself and I have all these recordings and I've been going through them all and I just put them together like, and then I, I was like, there's something here. And then I let a friend hear it. And then they said, this is it. This is what, uh, 
all of the things that I'm interested in can kind of come together because I don't have budgets for like a dragon to swoop through, but the microphone, a dragon can swoop yeah. through. Yeah, we're the so, same. we love the fact that it's so it takes me back to like DIY music and four track recording that like there's no entry barrier with money basically. You can just like yeah, between yeah. conceptualization and manifestation, it's like a short distance with a podcast. And I wanted to take advantage of the immediacy of podcasts, but I don't feel like I am kind of because but I am in a way. But uh like for you you guys, there's something to look forward to. Uh as a listener, you know, we're like, ah, there's this thing happening. On my end, when I'm making these, uh, I don't have that uh, that immediacy where a sense of completion every week. So right now I'm working on one and it's taking a while. They're getting slower just because of uh, the way life is uh, swiveling but they're also super production intensive. Like you're also yeah. crafting, writing all the music and producing the music for it as well as the story yeah. and the voice. I mean, it's a heavily sound designed series. And I can get stuck on a snare, you know, like just like, ah, oh, that's too loud. No, that voice part, uh, there's too much S in there. And I'll, I listen to them over and over and over again just to try to get all those little details. Uh, and then I have to put it away for a bit. And then I'll work on 12 because I know where I'm going in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out certain, uh, there's a lot of time released um, things that I've been working on just in general. I keep hearing that phrase. That is like, I don't know. It's like coming at me. How else would someone was bring that up today? Time release. It's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, uh, I've heard it a lot in medication. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and but I'm trying to apply it to um, the creative process, mm. the creative act. And so, when you finish something, and you want it to be a time release, part of it, it's finished for now. It's finished for this context, for this moment. And then, you know that it's not. It's it, like, uh, here we go, a caterpillar. It go, You know it's going to turn into something. So there's potential. So when it turns into the butterfly, it... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. See, this is kind of... I open, I open up, like, I open up these doors and... <laughs> It's hard to touch the ground mm. in a way. Yeah. And it's hard to have co- normal conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I'm in that sure, world. Sure. So it's difficult uh, when you're talking to a six-year-old in a way. And I need to make sense for a moment. Yeah. So just talking here. I was actually working on the 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 podcast ah cool today so I was kind of and I and it's in a red room the room is all red oh the 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 studio that you're working in yeah so so I get in these zones sometimes it'll be a blue light green light different ones Uh, do you have a little one with a remote control like the teenagers I do do, so you can change I do I do it can (laughs) get off Amazon that's good yeah I did I did a few years ago I've got I went kind of crazy I have all these because I was building robots that 
uh, kind of, uh, I guess, puppet robots. I was thinking about making a, like a Fraggle Rock kind Ooh, of Ooh, I love it. Thing, but I ended up making a podcast. Right, that, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a, um, what, okay, so the ending, there's an overarching narrative. And sometimes I use words to tell the story. Sometimes it's sound. Sometimes, sometimes it's just a little hint of something, but it picks up later. All those things are a really slow burn. Uh, it's 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 growing and changing. That's the live part, and the the ending is is it's how you it's like the foreplay to it. You want to kind of. Um, age with it so you when you have a friend who's changing it's that's the best part about a podcast is because it can be episodic in a way uh but i'm messing with it where it's just bits and pieces of things vague data uh yeah even the way i'm talking right now no it makes me think of how like bob dylan and kanye is interested in this too the idea that the work is never finished um, yeah, yeah, and it continues to evolve in the way that the listener perceives it, and then the artist reconsiders it and hears it as it goes on. And that's the that's the fun of working in more abstract and non traditional, non linear realms. That there's no you don't have the audience's expectation of landing the plane in a very specific way, right? Right. It's kind of staying moving. Yeah. As is a it's a constant hum like a, a like a really nice ring that you want to kind of sustain yeah and then sometimes you get a little lower a little higher uh, and whenever you want to I call it the Fred Astaire uh, that freeze that moment when you want to freeze it that it kind of lets you know how what kind of dance it is or where it's moving to. So when when you want to like have a f- completed piece or a song or a video or whatever it is, uh, the sentence you take it out and then you kind of let it go and see what happens with it, or you might know what happens with it. Do you, uh, I, I'm sorry, I must, do you have questions? Because I just, I'm going to keep, I just like hearing what Brock has to say. For all these yeah. things. Do you, so sometimes I find like when I'm jamming with people, part of the surrender is that how do you know when it's going to end? Um, because you're working in an improvisatory medium and essentially someone has to make an emotional decision about what it feels like at the ending. I just wonder like with your work, with the podcast, I know you've got it sort of mapped out. I don't know if that's specifically like a number of episodes or something, but in general, I just wonder like what is the emotional quality of the decision that something is done? Yeah. Oh, I'm so moody. Mm -hmm. 
if it stays around in the studio and I, if I say it's done or I listen to it again, almost I have to kind of put it away uh, because I think about that a lot, the sense of completion. I was just talking with a friend today about cooking. There's, there's always a sense of completion when I make food. It's eaten, it's done. There's a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah, and overcooking, you, you've clearly ruined it. Whereas with <laughs> art, it's a little more like, like say, when you're mixing a song – you can kind of mix forever and continue yeah. to tweak oh, it and the right. audience will never right. say you've ruined it, but maybe. So the medium right there helped a sense of completion. So uh, I've been thinking about that built-in ways of stopping something, built-in ways of having a natural, something to run its course. Uh, and I think with the podcast, it's a vague data it's going to have it. It's, it has it. It's, uh, it could be sooner or later. <laughs> it seems, it seems uh, in the distant future. What, that's it's kind so of, nice. Yeah, one of the things I like about capitalism, there's not that many things I really like about it, but, but one of the things I do like is it adds a finite resource that actually makes decisions for us. In I didn't a know you way. liked anything about well, it. Well, I do. I like the idea that artists, mostly we, I think, would have trouble finishing things. Often running out of time and money is the way decisions have to get made. It's yeah, like just being yeah. in the material world. And I think there's something about, as artists struggling within capitalism or within the material world, that in a way gives us boundaries that we might have trouble implementing otherwise. I don't know if that resonates and at all. No, that makes sense. And I have a, a way that I kind of, I wanted to always tap into that mood where you're in the, you're in the mood to complete it or finish it or start it. So I have different stations all over mm -hmm. the, the studio there's different types of studios and there's different desks ones for my uh, insect sculptures and ones for really clean and there's a, a project in the works going on at all times so when i don't hit that uh with there is no deadline for mm -hmm. that stuff mm -hmm. and there's something that i'm in a weird way or maybe not a weird way. I'm, I don't know if it's making it, protecting it from that, letting it find its own ending mm -hmm. or its own finish. And I, so there is no, no one's wanting it. No one's asking for it because no one's seen it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of keep it. So I don't, so all these stations, uh, I hit it when it's hot. Mm -hmm. And then once, it, and it's just maybe just for 30 seconds to 15 minutes to all day. Yeah. But I'm hitting it hot. Yeah. And, and, uh, cause the way my brain works, I, it's like, I got a bam, bam, bam. Okay. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. 
I love with this and also your movie that obviously it's very, I don't even know what the word is like abstract or whatever, but your narrative is so strong too. And I think that that's like the best filmmakers. It seems like Fellini or whatever. There's like, they're so atmospheric, but also there's such a strong narrative. It's so under such a, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Like with the the podcast and also your film that we watched pretty recently. But like, it's so great to have, like you could take it and make it a commercial movie if you wanted. And the podcast, like if you got a hundred million dollars and made it into a movie, you know what I mean? It could happen. Yeah. I, I uh, contacted a friend of mine and I asked, I'd say, and I have this script, I have this, you know, idea. Uh, do you think I should present it to people and really, and try to get it made or, or, you know, get money and do it. And uh, he was like, there's something about your movies that it might kill it if it went to that level or went to that space because there's a freedom or something with the, sure. the way I'm doing it. And it's almost, yeah, it won't I be. Yeah, I know. I guess it just you all end depends. Up, yeah, it you all end depends. up inadvertently grappling with, you know, major investors at a right. level like right. that and there's with that comes compromise and with that comes and it, so it's i, I mean there's a, exceptions yeah. of course to everything yeah but i think most people that want to work at that level in the like tens of millions of dollars they accept the you know they i mean i know artists have that too with their galleries and their representation everything there's the politics of it that has to be handled i mean but you know that whole yeah exactly world. but oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it seems like i don't know the pressures of working with people investing tens of millions of dollars. I would find that really stressful. Do you think it, like you've been in the art world, like it is hard once it starts getting kind of professional and all the people, you know what I mean? Is it? Yeah. And the, I, the way I've always dealt with it is try to do something different each time mm. and make it secretly personal. So like, yeah. uh, you I don't feel a, the pressure of pleasing the one person's idea or something? Yeah, well, I made, well, if this doesn't work out, how can I make it something that, you know, my friend will remember or my mom? Or right. Like, I took my mom to be in a performance to London. And I was like, even if the show fails and, and the performance, whatever, ha doesn't work out, I got the gallery to pay for my mom yeah, to go yeah. be out for the first time out of the country. Right, yeah. So... So there's always these little, well, how do I make it? Yeah. Uh, you build in just, victories. Exactly. There's little, there's little <laughs> things that, you know, because I know that I don't fit into a lot of content different. Uh, it's either it's too cinematic or it's too uh, art house or it's too dirty or it's too nice. Uh, the nuances get lost in the in somehow in that in those in the spaces that when I work with big kind of situations, and I think I'm interested in the the, the nuance, the details, the, the almost hearing it. Well, what was that? Did mm -hmm. I, I? Oh man, is it mysterious and intriguing enough for me to try to listen to it again? Or oh, I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just I I just felt when we 
I remember the day, you know, your first episode came out and I think it was the first thing on our network besides our podcast. And I felt so honored to collaborate with you because I admire your mind and your artistry so much. And you're also, you have this mixture of expertise and playfulness, like the kid in you, there's the master in you and the kid in you. And they're both, you know, you're, you're accessing both. And so we just feel very lucky to be part of it and thank you for trusting us with it and yeah well i feel very lucky it's you 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 whatever happened it happened at the perfect time and to have this platform and this the the both of you to get it or Mm -hmm. allow it to grow and be i mean it's it's a it's nice soil and i feel like there's a place that this is going to turn into something. Uh, there's all these other things that are growing off from it. Okay. Uh, and it's, uh, I, be, I, I feel, uh, I, I, I got a nice nook that I found in, so in Weirder Together. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it feels comfortable and cozy. Uh, well, we, we recommend everybody check it out, Vague Data. It's like nothing else you've ever heard in the podcast realm. Just dive in and let Brock take you on a journey because it's uh, it's always interesting. Thanks for joining us, man. Thanks. This was uh, uh, awesome. Uh, <laughs> beautiful babies. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.